So good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this, this session today, which I entitled very simply, 10 Simple Ways to Reconnect with Your Sphere of Influence. Let's talk first about what exactly your sphere of influence is. I'll go through it briefly, quickly, because I know that we've talked about that a lot, and why reconnecting with your sphere of influence is something that you probably want to do. Um, well, first of all, around here, we define your sphere of influence very simply as everyone who knows you. Not everyone you know, but everyone who knows you. We go a little bit deeper into that when it comes to your sphere of influence as related to your real estate business to say your sphere of influence is everyone who knows you and knows that you sell real estate because you know it's, it's fine if 500 or 1,000 people know you, but if none of them are aware of what you do for a living, then the fact that they know you isn't going to be a whole lot of good as far as your real estate business is concerned. So your sphere of influence, everyone who knows you, and knows that you sell real estate. Um, what your sphere of influence is not is it's not your past clients, although certainly your past clients are members of your sphere of influence. Um, it's not just your friends and family, although your friends and family can certainly be a part of your sphere of influence. Um, and again, as I mentioned a minute ago, it's not simply everyone you know, but rather everyone who knows you. Um, your sphere of influence is also not the people out there who know you who would send you business and referrals. Now, those people hopefully certainly are members of your sphere of influence, but even people out there in the world, in your mostly local community, but people who are out there in the world who probably wouldn't send you business or referrals are also members of your sphere of influence and um, don't discount them. Okay, and we'll probably talk about that um, here in a little bit. Um, why are we talking about your sphere of influence? I think most people will agree, and most studies will confirm this, that when you go out looking for someone to represent you in a transaction, whether that's a real estate transaction or, or something else where you need a professional or even not a professional, but we first go to the people that we know or the people that we know no, we go, we go out looking for referrals, right? Um, I think every objective study that's ever been done on how people find real estate agents, how do they find the real estate agent that they ended up working with, pretty much all of those objective studies will come up with that the vast majority of people find their real estate agent either from an agent that they used in the past or um, somebody that a friend knows. Okay, so not somebody who marketed to them as, as stranger marketing. Now, interestingly, I suspect that if you ask the marketing companies who create marketing materials for you specifically to market to strangers, I suspect they would probably have different statistics as to how people find their real estate agents. But again, the objective studies pretty much indicate that the very best source of business is going to be the people that you know or the people that the people you know know. So one of the things I challenge real estate agents to do when they're creating their prospecting models, when they're coming up with business plans for themselves, when they're trying to decide what sorts of things they're going to do in their real estate businesses to build their real estate businesses, is to say, pretend that your sphere of influence, that the people you know and the people you meet 
are your only source of business, that there aren't all of these other random sources of business out there. So, you know, let's say that open houses are not a source of business, that for sale by owners are not a source of business, expired listings, that web leads, that cold calling, that door knocking, that mass marketing, that none of these things are actually a source of business for you. What would you do every day to generate business if your sphere were your only source? Okay, now why do I ask that question? Well, I'd, to me, again, going back to if your sphere of influence is more than likely the best source of business for you, then doesn't it make sense to spend your time, money, energy, resources on that source of business as opposed to all of these others? Does that mean that you don't call up a for sale by owner that you see and you'd like to get their business? No. That you don't pursue expired listings? No. That you don't do open houses? No. You can certainly do all those things. But if your sphere of influence were your only source of business, you would probably change what you do every day a little bit. Um, for example, you would want to make sure that you know more people perhaps than you do right now, that you nurture the relationships that you have as opposed to going out and, and marketing to strangers, things like that. So, Okay, so the title of today's program is 10 Simple Ways to Reconnect with Your Sphere of Influence. And I want to emphasize the most important word in that title, and that is to reconnect. I have written hundreds of thousands of words probably on working with a sphere of influence, on finding new people to meet, on behaving in ways that will inspire the people that you meet to like you and trust you and then care about what you do for a living, yada, yada, yada. But today we're going to specifically talk about reconnecting with your sphere of influence. Now, what does that mean to reconnect? Well, if we're talking about reconnecting, it sort of implies that we lost connection, right? That you have all these people out there in the world who, who do know you, or at least they used to, and you've lost touch with them um, just due to the natural course of, of life. Um, or maybe you went into real estate and you got so busy that you just you lost touch with the people that you know. So today we're going to specifically talk about um, ways to reconnect with your sphere so that you can take advantage of this best, um, best source, this best um, way to build your business. Okay, reconnecting. The traditional way to reconnect with your sphere of influence is to do it in writing, to do a mass letter to your entire sphere of influence. I tend to call these letters very cleverly reconnection letters. Uh, Brian Buffini, I believe, calls them apology letters, where you basically write a letter to your sphere apologizing for losing touch and, and promising to do better in the future. And so, yes, doing a reconnection letter, doing an apology letter is not the worst idea in the world. In fact, I recommend in one of my most popular products from early in my writing career, I actually made it, I created a product to help you do your announcement letter or your reconnection letter to your sphere of influence. It's called um, Dorky Announcement Letters De-Dorked. And again, early in my writing career, it was one of, my, one of my best sellers. So yes, sending out a letter to your entire sphere of influence, reconnecting with them, apologizing to them is certainly one way to make that connection. But I want to I, I spend a little bit of time now sort of there's some challenges 
to this approach to reconnecting with your sphere. One of the obvious challenges in doing a reconnection letter, an apology letter, is that it's actually quite a bit of work. It sounds kind of simple, right? I'll just sit down, I'll write a letter to my entire sphere, I'll send it out, and business will start pouring in. And it so again, it sounds simple on, on the surface, but it's actually a pretty enormous project. And, I mean, first of all, think about it, you have to have an updated contact database, which for some real estate agents they've never had, and that in itself is an enormous undertaking. Okay, so you've got to have an updated contact database. You've got to write the letter. Oh, my gosh, what on earth am I going to say? What can I possibly say that will make people interested in my real estate career? Um, if you're not a professional writer, you probably want to have it proofread. You're going to have to print them all out. You're going to have to sign them. You're going to have to fold them. You're going to have to put your business cards in them. You know, sign, seal, deliver, get them in the mail, and get them out there. It's a big project. Okay, and so a lot of real estate agents simply aren't going to get it done. So it's, it's so easy for people like me or your brokers or other agents to say, oh, yeah, just send out a letter, tell everyone in your sphere of influence you're in business and you'd sure like their referrals and, you know, we'll be getting together for coffee soon. But it's a bigger project than a lot of agents are, are willing to take on. Um, also, not everybody is a writer. I mean, me personally, if I were, I mean, I am a writer. It's what I do for a living. I've been writing my whole life, and I'm very comfortable with it. I'm pretty sure I'm a pretty good writer. So for me, if I were going to do a reconnection letter with my sphere of influence, it would be the most natural thing in the world for me to sit down, write a one-page letter, send it out, and I would be very confident, very comfortable that my letter would be well-received. But not everybody has that comfort. In fact, if let's say, and this is just to be illustrative, maybe kind of a little silly, but let's say that the way to do a reconnection letter was that you had to draw a picture of yourself. Okay, just stay with me here. So let's say that's how you did a reconnection letter was you drew a picture and sent it out. Well, I can't draw. I can barely draw a straight line. So if that's what it, were, it was all about, for me, I would not do a reconnection letter. I would put it off for probably three or four years because – Drawing is not something that comes naturally to me. So if writing is not something you enjoy, not something you're good at, then you may decide, with my blessing anyway, that doing a reconnection letter just isn't something that's, that's going to happen. But don't worry, I'm going to give you an alternative here in a little bit. Now, another challenge I see with these reconnection and specifically the apology letters the concept of the apology letter, is that, and maybe this is just me overthinking, but to me the concept of sending out a letter that says, I'm so sorry I lost touch, I promise to do better, let's go out for coffee, to me it's just a little, I don't know if phony is the right word, but it just feels a little like, uh-oh, I'm in real estate, I realized I lost touch with people and I need your business and referrals, so I'm really, really sorry for losing touch and I promise to do better. And the thing is, I'm going to guess that most of the people who, or most of the real estate agents who have taken this approach of, I'm really sorry we lost touch, I promise to do better, don't. That that's probably the last time their sphere hears from them for two or three years, and then two or three years later they sign up for another program, and they send out a similar, I'm so sorry I lost touch, you know, I promise to do better. So... Um, but that is one of the things I'm, you know, I think will become clear as I'm giving you some simple ways to reconnect with your sphere. The very, the most, how do I say this? 
efficient way is a mass letter. Okay, if you have a contact database that's up to date, reasonably up to date, if you're a reasonably good writer, and if you don't mind the project, that is a very good way to get it out there all at once. So we'll return to that here in a minute. One thing to point out here, just for those of you who are new to me and to, and to Selling with Full, is I am not in the club that believes it's necessary to pummel people with communication lest they forget about you, especially not your sphere of influence. I'm sure that everyone's heard you have to touch somebody you know, seven times, 12 times, 33 times, or else they'll forget all about you. It's not until the eighth time or the 13th time or whatever that you know, they say, oh, now I remember that person. Now, that concept, that theory may indeed be true when you're talking about strangers, people who don't know you, that you do have to get a marketing piece in front of them seven times, 12 times, 33 times before they go, oh, okay, yes, I remember that that person has been marketing to me. But when we're talking about people who already know you, it's not necessary to be in their face every week, every two weeks, even every month, every two months in order to remind them of your existence. So if you're kind of toying with the idea of doing a reconnection letter to your sphere and then following up with them on a reasonably regular basis to stay in touch, just know that in my world, a reasonably regular basis isn't every two weeks. It's not even every six weeks, although that's not the worst thing in the world. Frankly, if the material that you're using to communicate with your sphere is interesting and meaningful to your sphere, you could probably stay in touch with them two or three times a year, and that would be enough. So don't be overwhelmed. Just wanted to throw that in there. Okay. Now, a few minutes ago, I mentioned that doing a reconnection letter is perhaps the most efficient way to get to your entire sphere um, all at once. All right. But let's say you're in the camp that doesn't want to do a reconnection letter for, for whatever reason. That's okay. You can reconnect with your sphere of influence using a quality over quantity approach. It's not as quote-unquote efficient, but it's more efficient than not doing it at all. So if you say, well, I'm not a writer and I don't have a database, so I'm not going to do anything, well, that's not going to work, right? So do think, okay, if I do this slowly, if I do this in a quality over quantity you know, with a quality over quantity approach, then I will be able to eventually reconnect and stay connected with my entire sphere. It's just going to be maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people at a time instead of 100 or 200 people at a time. So what if, let's say, you don't want to, you don't want to send out a letter. You don't want to do it. What would it take for you to reconnect with your sphere in a time period that's acceptable to you. So one of the things I emphasize here at Selling with Soul is to do the math, run the numbers before you accept or discount an idea. So let's say that you have a sphere of influence. You would estimate at about 200 people, and you want to reconnect with all 200. That would be, if my math is correct, four per week to get them done in a year. Now, I think there's better ways to do it. That, it. that is not the selling with soul business model is to connect with four people per week until you've connected with everybody. And there's various reasons I don't, I don't recommend that. 
But just keep in mind that if that's sort of an approach that makes sense to you is, hey, I'll reach out to four people a week, and by the end of the year, I will have reconnected with everyone I know, that might work. Okay, four per week is possibly doable, is, is, should be doable. Okay, let's talk real quickly about group one and group two, and then I will get into my 10 simple ways. Okay, in the soul with soul, sphere of influence approach to real estate, we talk about groups one and group two, groups one and two. Group one is defined as the people in your sphere of influence that you would enjoy having coffee with, that you would enjoy having lunch with. Some might call it your social network. I don't like that term because it's a little intimidating to me as an introvert. So I just simply ask myself, is this person someone I would be comfortable going out for coffee with? If yes, yeah, that, that sounds like an okay thing to do, then they are in my group one. If they're not somebody I would be comfortable going out to coffee with, then they're group two. So I call my group two my everyone else group. Okay, nothing, there's nothing magical about group one. There's nothing insulting about group two. It's just my social comfort with the people in group one and group two and therefore how I relate to them in my sphere of influence business model. Okay. Now, most people, if you run a group one and a group two business, you're going to have a lot more group twos than group ones simply because by definition the group ones are a little I don't want to say special and that they're special people, but you have a little bit more of a special relationship with them. And so there's probably going to be fewer of them than your group twos, your everyone else's. But I want to encourage you not to discount the power of your group two. Okay, don't just focus on your group one when you're reconnecting with your sphere, when you're nurturing your sphere. Your group two, if you have a reasonably decent sphere of influence business model going, your group two will probably be a better source of business than your group one. Now, I know that doesn't make sense, does it, that you would think your group one, your friends, your social network, those are the ones who are going to be most supportive of your business and the ones that you need to really, really focus on and make sure that they don't forget you. But keep in mind that, one, there's probably more group twos than group ones. So if you have, say, 50 group ones and 150 group twos, well, that's three times as many. So assuming that you're staying in touch with these group twos on a reasonably regular basis, then there's more of them to send you business. Also keep in mind, think about the people that you regularly refer business to, whether that's your mortgage brokers, your inspectors, your um, you know, your insurance agents, your, your chiropractors, your whoever, your massage therapists. Are these people that you happily, confidently, frequently refer to all your friends, all your group one? Probably not, okay? So you will certainly happily refer to people that are in your network but who aren't your good friends. So we're not going to talk about that much today, but when we're talking about reconnecting, just keep in mind that I, I don't want you to think, okay, we're only talking about my group one. We're only talking about my friends. No, we're talking about everyone who knows you and knows that you sell real estate, okay? Let me pause and see if there's any questions here before I get into my 10 simple ways. And um, Lucy's asking, where did you say your dorky letters can be accessed? It's actually a product at my store. Um, it's called Dorky Announcement Letters Dedorked. And so if you go to the, the Soul with Soul bookstore, which is swsstore.com, it's in there somewhere. Um, 
I think I took it off the featured because it's kind of an old product at this point, but it's still pretty good. So um, that's where that is. Okay, so 10 simple ways to reconnect with your sphere of influence. There are actually more than 10. I came up with 15. <laughs> and I threw in some bonus um, don'ts. So I have no idea how many it's going to be today. Maybe, you know, I'll probably skip through some as time doesn't permit, but it's more than 10. So if we're getting up to that 10th one and you're going, okay, we're almost done, well, we're probably not. So you will definitely get your money's worth from, from today's program if you came here expecting only 10. So um, idea number one, way number one to reconnect with your sphere of influence, and that's to do a reconnection letter. Okay, we already talked about that, um, but, yeah, it's kind of the basic – here I am, I'm a real estate agent, I've lost track with the people I know, I know that the people I know are probably the best source of business, how can I most efficiently get back in touch with, with everybody? Well, that's going to be a reconnection letter. So if that's something that's in the realm of reality for you to do, then do it. Okay, what does a reconnection letter actually entail? Well, a reconnection letter, there's a lot of different approaches to doing a reconnection letter. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a huge fan of the I'm so sorry I lost touch. Um, I promise to do better. It's One, it's not terribly interesting. It's kind of cliched. Um, and it really isn't all that, it's not that interesting to your audience. Unless you have a bona fide interesting reason that you did lose touch. Okay? So, for example... Uh, back in 2006, I had a very, very successful real estate career in Denver. I took two years off um, for various reasons. I disappeared off into the wilds of Alabama to start writing Sell with Soul, and then I came back in 2008. And so I did a reconnection letter at that time, you know, sort of, hey, I'm back. Did you miss me? And I had a little bit to share. You know, hey, I left in 2006. I don't know if you knew, but, you know, here I am back, and here's what I've been doing. I also included in that reconnection letter some some things. Some of you may have seen it. It was my ode to Denver, sort of, okay, I've been in the wilds of Alabama for the last two years. Here are the things I missed about Denver. So that was the approach I took to my reconnection letter is I've been gone. I'm back. I missed you all. Did you miss me? Here's what I missed about Denver. If, let's say, you've lost touch with your sphere of influence because you went into real estate and you have been unbelievably successful, um, entranced with your career, there's a way to spin that so that it makes sense that you're telling people, okay, sorry, I lost touch, I promised to do better, yada, yada, yada. Um, so if there's a reason, a good interesting reason, a good story as to why you lost touch, and you want to include that in your reconnection letter, by all means do it. But if it's just, just simply, well, I've been hanging out and I took this class that somebody said I needed to reconnect with my sphere, and so here I am doing that, then let's not take that approach. Another approach then to the reconnection letter is to take the word reconnection out of it as far as your, uh, your philosophy of, you know, your, your tone of the letter and just start communicating with your sphere as if you have been all along. So, you know, maybe you can come up with, you know, something that you would send out to your sphere that you, as a, as a real estate agent, would make, you know, would make sense for you to send out. And just go ahead and start doing it. Don't make an announcement of, hey, I'm back. You know, don't make an announcement of you're going to be hearing from me. 
just start doing it in writing. The second simple way to reconnect with your sphere is related to the first one, but it's a lot easier, I think. So everybody's going, ooh, ooh, easier, easier than writing a letter? <laughs> but that is to just send out a simple note card, a nice note card with your business card in it and a personal and a personal note. Now, this is especially effective if, let's say, you've recently changed offices, um, if you've changed any of your contact information, maybe you got married and your name changed, maybe, um, you know, something has changed to where you can, it makes sense for you to just send out a little announcement to your entire sphere with your business card and say, hey, I just wanted to make you know sure you have my business card. I don't know what you can say. Now, what I would do if I were going to take this approach would be to have, have custom note cards made up, not just your boilerplate, Coldwell Banker, Remax, um, Keller Williams cards that you find on your shelves unless they're extremely attractive. But remember, this is your sphere of influence. It's not necessarily your, your past clients, although there will be some of those. So I would do it as a personal thing with a personal note card. You know, printing now is so easy to do. You can go print yourself up some nice postcards with your initials on them or, you know, a beautiful flower, or, and you can do a little note on the inside that's kind of short and sweet and then, you know, write a little personal note in each, handwrite the envelopes, um, put a real stamp on them, don't use labels, and and send them out with your with your business card in them. By the way, and this is just my own personal preference, don't send somebody 10 business cards. I, I don't know about you, but when people send me 10 business cards, I throw nine of them away. I'm not going to hand out anybody's business card. I mean, really, do you really expect your friends to be carrying your business cards around with them so that they can hand them out? They're not going to. So send them one business card. If you have a nice little magnet you want to put in there, great. I love magnets. But don't send people a stack of your business cards. They're, I mean, if they're like me, they're just going to throw nine of them away, and you've wasted the postage and, and those business cards. So that is a simple way, too, is just you know, send out a simple note card with your business card and ideally a short personal note. Handwrite everything. Okay. Okay, remember I talked about group one a little while ago. Group one is the people you would enjoy having coffee with. So here's another simple way to reconnect with your sphere, and that is to go have coffee with your group one. Shoot for, let's say, two a week. That was always my goal. Shoot to have a face-to-face -face coffee, happy hour, lunch, breakfast, whatever, let's say twice a week. If you have 50 people in your group one, and you do two a week, then halfway into the year, you will have personally reconnected with everybody in your group one. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that logistically, but just you know, make a goal. I'm going to connect face-to-face. -face I'm going to at least attempt to connect face-to-face -face with two people in my group one every week. Now, here's the cool thing about doing that is that in all likelihood, you will have to reach out to more than two people in order to get your two dates, right? Your two coffee dates, your two lunch dates. So you will have actually made an attempt to connect with more than two. And so then you say, okay, well, you know, you're busy this week. That's great. You know, maybe next week, maybe the week after. Then you can follow up 
and look at you. You're staying in touch with your with your group one. Okay, but just say, you know, I'm going to go to coffee with two people that I know a week. Now, what if you're kind of cringing here and saying, oh, gosh, I don't want to go to coffee with people. That's not comfortable. What am I going to say? How am I going to communicate? Keep in mind, though, your group one are people that you would enjoy going to coffee with. So don't fret that I'm asking you to call up people you don't want to go to coffee with and ask them for coffee. No. Your coffee dates are with people you want to go to coffee with. Now, if there's nobody on the planet that you would feel comfortable sitting down to have a cup of coffee with, lunch, breakfast, dinner, happy hour, then we may have another problem. But please don't feel like I'm asking you to call all 200 people in your sphere of influence and asking them out to coffee, and that's how you're going to reconnect. Okay, Most people aren't going to be comfortable doing that, and most people aren't going to do it. Okay, But two people per week that you would enjoy having coffee with, that's totally doable. Okay. Um, also, if you are, if you are at all comfortable with the idea of doing small get-togethers, this is another way, simple way that you can start reconnecting with your sphere of influence. Remember, I talked earlier about taking a quality over quantity approach. So, let's say that you make an attempt to have a small get-together with, I don't know, eight, ten people a month. Now, maybe that's you know, let's say, I mean, I know the Super Bowl is over, but let's say that the Super Bowl isn't over. You know, maybe you could have a Super Bowl party at your house and, you know, sit around, eat hot wings, watch the Super Bowl, you know, talk about the commercials, whatever. Um, just a nice, natural, comfortable get-together with eight or ten people that you know or maybe four people that you know and their dates, all right? Um, or maybe you don't like the Super Bowl, and so you could have an anti-Super Bowl party. You know, we just passed Valentine's Day. Maybe you know some single people who would enjoy having an anti-Valentine's Day little get-together. It can be at your house. It could be at a bar. It could be at a restaurant. Um, but just think, you know, is there a, could I have a nice little get-together with four, eight, ten of my friends, well, maybe six, seven, eight times a year and do some of my reconnecting that way. I'm an introvert. I'm not a partier. The thought of throwing a party party, you know, makes my blood run cold in fear. But the idea of having four, five, six, seven people over to my house, keeping it casual, that doesn't scare me at all. So now if you're a party person, like you like to have parties, then have parties. It's <laughs> a great way to reconnect. But I know there are a lot of people that attend my shows that are not party animals, and that would put the fear of God into them. But, you know, small, monthly, quarterly get-togethers with friends. Okay, this next tip is probably my favorite tip of all to reconnect with your sphere of influence. And if this will work for you, it won't work for everybody, but if it will work for you, I can almost promise. I know if I did this next project, I'm getting ready to tell you, and I were a real estate agent, I bet you I would have 10 closings as a result of it once I was completely done. Okay? What am I talking about? This is to go into your email inbox, pick a date, say six months ago, eight months ago, three months ago, go back and start quote-unquote cleaning out your inbox. So just Let's say you go back six months and you just start delete, 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 delete. If you're anything like me, I have 5,600 old emails in my inbox. 
you're anything like me, by the time you've hit your fifth or sixth or seventh delete, you're going to start seeing conversations that you want to pick back up. Because there's a reason I didn't delete that email six months ago, maybe thinking I was going to come back to it. Maybe I was, you know, just getting sloppy. But you're going to find conversations in your old email that you can easily pick back up on. Now, these might be clients. These might be old clients. They might be old prospects. They might be people you were talking to about real estate, and they just sort of drifted away, and you totally forgot about them. Could have been, I mean, it could, or it just could be friends. It could be social conversations. But if you go back in and pick up these conversations from six months ago, wonderful things will come out of that. Remember, we're talking here specifically about reconnecting with your sphere of influence, not going out and finding yourself some buyers and sellers. Although doing this project, I think you'll find yourself some buyers and sellers. But reconnecting with your sphere of influence by picking up on old emailed conversations. Okay. Um, so let's say you decide to do that on a Sunday afternoon. You don't have anything else going on. Maybe you're doing an open house and it's quiet. Go back, start doing it. You could probably spend the next 10 hours <laughs> going through these conversations, starting up the conversations, and then as people start responding to you, picking it back up, saying, hey, we ought to get together. Um, let's go to lunch. And wonderful, beautiful things can happen can happen from this. Obviously, you can do the same thing with your Facebook messages, even your text messages. I went back through my text messages. I was bored. And I was like, God, i got to do something. And I just started going back through my text messages, and I found several conversations in there that I just kind of let go that were very easy for me to pick back up and say, hey, whatever happened with this? Or, you know, did I drop the ball here? Knowing that I didn't, of course. But did I drop the ball? Was there something I was supposed to do? Did I ever get back to you on this? Okay, and started up lots and lots of conversations. Okay, um, Facebook. I just brought up the Facebook word. Facebook, in my opinion, is the best thing that could have ever happened to a sphere of influence business model. I mean, really. You know, when people, I mean, everyone you know is on Facebook, and you can find them. It's not like, you know, when email kind of became the thing, that you had to go out and, you know, wrangle somebody's email addresses out of them. You don't have to wrangle somebody's Facebook page out of them. It's there. And if they're friends of yours, if you actually know who they are, all you got to do is go send them a friend request or comment. It's all there. It's, I love Facebook. I know everybody likes to trash it. I know everybody likes to say bad things about it. I think, I mean, yeah, Facebook is annoying, but it's not the Facebook that's annoying. It's the people on it. They can be annoying. But Facebook, I think, is the best thing that could ever happen to a sphere of influence business model. So I did a whole show on Facebook last year on do's and don'ts um, for a real estate agent on what to do. But just a couple notes here. You don't want to market yourself as a real estate agent on Facebook, okay, but if you go onto Facebook, let's say intentionally go onto Facebook half an hour a day. I mean, you may spend five hours a day on there already, but dedicate half an hour a day to being interested in other people that you know. Okay, not trying to make them interested in you, not trying to make them interested in your real estate career, but in being interested in them. Dedicate half an hour a day to doing that, and you can so easily, so easily 
reconnect with a huge chunk of your sphere of influence, both group one and group two. So just because someone you don't someone is group two and you don't necessarily want to go to coffee with them, that doesn't mean that they're not a perfectly good for, you know Facebook friend. I have plenty of Facebook friends I don't want to go to coffee with, but I do consider them Facebook friends. So you know, going onto Facebook to reconnect with your sphere without trying to announce your real estate career, without trying to you know promote yourself as a real estate agent, get on there, be interested in the people that you know, and they will become interested in you. Um, another note here is to be sure when you're on Facebook to be positive or at the worst neutral. Okay, don't be on Facebook complaining about anything ever. Keep in mind that you probably know this, those negative people on Facebook, have you ever noticed that those people who are just one woe is me after one woe is me after woe is me after woe is me, they attract quite a following, don't they? Those people, oh my gosh, I can't believe there's so many people in the world who if you say, I have a splitting headache, will comment on it and they, oh, I'm so sorry, you have a splitting headache. Or, you know, I can't believe it's raining today. Oh, I know, this rain sucks. Like, really, people, come on. If you want positive people to be attracted to you, to join your sphere of influence, then you need to be positive on Facebook. So like attracts like. Be positive on other people's posts. Make your posts positive, and um, you will attract positive people into your sphere of influence. This next kind of little project is something that came out of a program that we just closed earlier this week. It was a, I called it the SOI Builder 30-Day Business Building Adventure, and it was a private group that we worked together for 30 days to develop a plan for running a, a sphere of influence-based business, and we just closed on Tuesday. One of the projects in that was to come up with a strategy to create a plan for communicating with your past clients. Now, those of you who have been in real estate any time at all, you have past clients, or you should have past clients. And I'm not saying, you know, just send an anniversary card every year and say, gee, do you know anybody who wants to buy or sell real estate? But actually coming up with a plan of bona fide reasons to contact your past clients in ways that are going to be interesting and meaningful to them. So, and again, it's what I recommend that real estate agents do is on these anniversaries, whether that's six months or 12 months and then two years or whatever, is don't just send them a happy anniversary, hope you're loving your home, do you know anybody who wants to buy or sell real estate, but you know, one of the is to say, you know, just call them up, send them an email, send them a text, whatever, and say, hey, guess what we were doing a year ago today? You know, happy anniversary. A year ago today, we were sitting around the closing table just thinking about you, you know, hope all is well. But come up with a plan to stay in touch with your past clients. One of the other projects that we had was to create a plan to, to keep up, to check back in with your past prospects. Now, what's the difference between a client and a prospect? Well, a client is somebody who actually closed with you. A prospect is somebody that you worked with and they never closed. And most real estate agents who have any level of, of past prospect, that's a gold mine right there. It's so easy, and people who are new in real estate may not realize how easy it is. It's so easy to um, forget about your past prospects. Once they fall off the radar, once they decide not to list, once they decide not to buy, once they withdraw their property from the market, 
a week goes by, you're over your disappointment, and you don't think about them again. So I would strongly encourage you to come up with a system, come up with a plan to not forget about your past, your past prospects. Let's see. Next simple way to reconnect with your sphere of influence. This, these next couple tips are more to inspire you to want to do it as opposed to actually doing it, but to give you that motivation to say, God, I really, I really need to do this. I really need to reconnect with my sphere. I really need to stay in touch with my sphere. Here's a couple tips on how to get yourself revved up to do it. Print out your contact list, if you have one. This is assuming you have one. Go into your contact database. Even if it's old and ratty and you haven't updated it, go ahead, go into your contact database and print out your entire list. Go through that list. Take half an hour, an hour, sit down in a quiet place, okay, a cup of coffee in hand or, or something, sit down in a quiet place and go through every single name in your contact database and spend half a, half a minute thinking kind thoughts about that person. Just something nice. I guess if you don't like the person and you can't think of anything nice, then that's okay. But let's assume that most of the people in your contact database, you can think of something nice. Just sit there, maybe close your eyes, think of a good memory, think of they have nice hair, you like their dog, they have a beautiful car, whatever. Think of something nice about that person. Move on to the next. Think of something nice about that person. The next, the next, the next, until you've gone through your entire database. Maybe this is going to take a couple sittings. Why do I say to do this? Okay, what would you accomplish? Well, one, I think some names are going to jump out at you from this exercise that are going to make you really want to reconnect with that person. It's like, God, I really have been thinking about him or whatever happened with, you know, this or that situation and, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I, you know, we haven't talked in, in a year and it's actually been two years. Okay, but I think, so going through the list and thinking about these people one by one, you're going to be inspired to reach out to a number of them, I think. The other thing that can happen when you do this, well, two things. One is when you're thinking positively about somebody and you really close your eyes and smile and think about this person, I believe that it sends some energy out there. And I think you might be surprised how many of them end up reaching out to you one way or another. Maybe it's all serendipitous and you run into them at the grocery store or, you know, they, they send you an email or they do you know, something, but they reach out to you or you run into them sometime in the very near future. And especially if you've been thinking, if you were thinking good thoughts about them, that energy may very well be returned to you. Okay. Um, the other thing, and this is related to the next tip I'm going to give you, is from a mercenary perspective, you go through all of these names, and you're like, man, I sure hope they didn't list their house with somebody else. Man, I sure do hope they didn't, you know, their daughter didn't go out. Their daughter just graduated from college, I think. Uh-oh, what if she went out and bought a house from somebody else? So it's going to, you know, possibly inspire you to go, I really, really need to get back in touch with my sphere because I'm losing business left and right because I'm not. And you know what? That's the truth. You are. Which leads me to the next um, simple way to to reconnect, and again, this is more of a, and to inspire you to reconnect, this is something I would do every six months or so, is I would print out my contact database, and I would go through 
the MLS. I would turn on the MLS. We had a DOS-based system at the time, so this was really easy and fast to do. I would go through the MLS and type in the home addresses of all of the homeowners in my contact database and see if their property had been listed for sale. I tell you, this will motivate you to get in touch with your sphere of influence if you do this project because every time, let's say you enter the address and it doesn't come up in your MLS as having been on the market, you'll breathe a sigh of relief and go, oh my God, thank God. Also, of course, if you enter it in there and it's on the market or it was on the market and sold, oops, you blew it, didn't you? Okay, but you might also run into some that went on the market and were withdrawn or, or expired. Okay, might be a good excuse to reach out. Okay, so go through your MLS, enter the home addresses of the homeowners in your sphere of influence to see if they, oh dear heavens, listed their home with somebody else or, thank God, did not list their home with somebody else. Okay, my last um, simple way to reconnect, and then I'm going to go to the don'ts, is give yourself permission to do a yay me letter. This goes back to a reconnection letter, but it's sort of a special yay, what I call a yay me letter. Send something out on paper to your sphere congratulating yourself for something. Okay, what might that something be? Well, it could be as simple as, let's say, you're a new real estate agent and you just hit your one-year anniversary and you haven't become a statistic. An awful lot of real estate agents don't make it to their first year. So just the fact, hey, I've been doing this a year, I made it, I didn't become a statistic, yay me. Okay? Um, maybe you, you know, you're a new agent and you were rookie of the year. Certainly that is worth a yay me. People don't mind you bragging about yourself if it's done you know, with humility. Is that kind of a contradiction in terms, bragging about yourself with humility? But people like to hear good things. And, you know, if you do a yay me tastefully, I mean, let's say maybe you quit smoking. You know, you quit drinking or something like that. You could even send out a yay me. You know, you lost 50 pounds. You lost 100 pounds. Things like that are conversational. So if you send out hey, congratulations to me, I did this cool thing, my husband and I hit our 25-year anniversary. People enjoy that, and they wouldn't, you know, it, it gives them an excuse to contact you, to reach out to you if they like you, and say, gosh, how did you lose? How did you lose 100 pounds? That's amazing. Or you overcame cancer. I mean, any, there's a lot of different approaches to the yay me letter that's sent out to your sphere, and um, you adopted a child. Um, you got pregnant, you know, after 15 years of trying. Okay, so it can be real estate related. It can be personal. Um, what time is it? Let me just digress for a minute on that and, and address one of the questions that I think might come in when we're talking about writing to your sphere of influence, and that's the fear of being too personal, of being too intimate. Um, I will ask you not to overthink this is actually one of my don'ts. But don't overthink what you send out to your sphere of influence. Don't worry about if what you're going to send is appropriate for all 200 people, if you're doing a mass mail or a mass email. If you're friendlier than some of the relationships deserve, some of the relationships that would make sense, that's going to come across better than if you are 
you try to write to the people that you don't know that well. And so your tone is a little less friendly, a little, a little less personal. Now, no, you don't want to send a letter out to your sphere of influence talking about your hemorrhoids or your, you know, PMS or, you know, your alcoholic husband that you finally had the nerve to leave. I'm not saying that. But if you have a level, a level of intimacy that would be appropriate to a friend who is not a great friend, but somebody in your group one, um, that level of intimacy that you would not share anything about your hemorrhoids or your PMS or your drunk husband, um, that's the right tone to take, okay, as opposed to saying, oh, gosh, what if, you know, what if I'm, you know, too friendly and people think that's weird. So, well, goody, Federal Express is here. They were supposed to call me and not come between these two hours or between during my show, and there they are out in my yard. So, okay, guys, I'm really sorry about this. I'm going to go tell them they need to give me five more minutes, and I'll whip through these don'ts. If I hang up on you, I will call back. I'm really sorry. I'll be right back, okay? Oh, dear. I'm so sorry about that. Okay, so I'm going to have to I'm going to – I'm so sorry, guys. I'm going to have to finish this up. I've made them promise not to come during these hours, and so here they are. Um, okay, so let me do the quick don'ts of reconnecting with your sphere of influence. Number one. Don't beg for referrals. We talk about this endlessly here. Do not use your sphere of influence communications to beg, ask, bribe, guilt for referrals. No, do you know anybody who needs to buy or sell real estate? The greatest compliment you can give is to send me the business of your friends and family, blah, blah, blah. Leave the referral begging completely out of your reconnection effort. Um, do not make your reconnection letter, your reconnection newsletter, a bunch of market stats. I get those all the time from real estate agents. They seem to think that I'm interested in in very detailed real estate market stats. Very few people in your sphere of influence are going to be remotely interested in real estate data on a day-to-day basis. Okay, So don't train your sphere of influence to um, delete your communications or throw them out because they're not of interest to them. Don't send out boilerplate newsletters that you buy off the shelf and call that a sphere of influence communication strategy. Again, I get these from real estate agents around the country. I get four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of the exact same thing that obviously you guys are purchasing out there on the open market, sending them out. Um, sometimes I even get two or three of them from the same person. Okay, because I guess they've got two or three of my email addresses. So if you're going to communicate with your sphere of influence, if you want to send some boilerplate material that's interesting, most of it isn't, guys, it really isn't, then fine. But make sure that some of your sphere of influence communication is something that you've that is personal, that's going to make the person who receives it smile and think of you fondly. I mentioned a few minutes ago, don't overthink it. Just do something, you know, communicate with your sphere in a manner that you feel good about, that you're pretty sure most of the people who get it are going to receive it, smile and think of you fondly, and let her rip, okay? Don't overthink it. And two more things. Don't, if you are going to, we didn't talk about this at all, but let's say that you're a phone person. 
let's say that you actually enjoy picking up the phone and calling people, and that's going to be how you reconnect with your spheres. You're going to pick up the phone and call people. That sounds absolutely dreadful to me. I can't imagine something I'd rather do less, but let's say that that's your thing. Do not call people and forward them. Forward is a strategy for making conversation with people. Ford stands for Family, Occupation, Recreation, and Dreams. And so basically you call somebody up and you pretend like you're interested in their family, their job, their sports activities, and what they want to do with themselves when they grow up. You pretend to be interested in them, and the person on the other line knows exactly what you're doing, and it makes for some very uncomfortable conversations. So just if you want to call people, call them with authenticity call them with I mean, a, a true, sincere desire to reconnect and find out how they're doing. Okay? Don't rely on fording. And if the idea of picking up the phone and calling people scares you to death, then that's not a good, that's not a good way for you to do it. Don't do it. Okay? You have my permission not to do that. The last don't is do not mix business with business. What do I mean by that? I mean if you are selling candles, as a side business, don't combine, don't combine your two, what do you call them, um, incompatible businesses um, and try to market to the same group of people. Okay, so I've talked a lot about this in the past, but if you have two compatible industries, that's one thing, but if you're, you know, selling organic chocolate or candles or a health product and you're a real estate agent, Keep those separate in your sphere of influence communications. You know, the person who is selling organic chocolate bars, that may not be everybody's idea of who they would want managing their real estate transaction. Okay, there's a lot of reasons not to do it, but that's my, I guess that's my final don't. So, guys, I am terribly sorry that I'm going to have to let you go. Um, I was really looking forward to your questions, and I do plan to to look through them, so please do send them in. I will copy and paste them and do either a blog or a letter or something and um, and do my best to get back to you on them because there's some good ones here I really want to answer. So thank you for being here today. I do hope that um, this was helpful and that you are inspired to go out and reconnect with your sphere of influence since it is um, probably the very best source of business for you. All right, guys, have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, and thanks so much for your patience and understanding. All right, bye-bye.